once again, party people. Welcome to Wii Universe. This is the show where we are playing every single Wii U game, which means we're playing a hell of a lot of mini game collections. But guess what? This is the last of them. Whoa, the, la sure. the last Pretty of sure. us starring minigame collections. I, I keep saying... They all get eaten by deadites. I, I keep saying that something is the last of something, and then uh, some random thing turns out to be a genre I didn't know. So unless Darksiders is like a Mario Party-style game, then... You've uh, never played Darksiders? No, but I assume it's a Mario Party-style game. You are correct. It yeah. is a Mario Party-style okay. game. You yeah. have to play a bunch of minigames to summon Satan to help oh. you uh, forge a new dark realm upon Earth. So exactly Mario Party. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, literally exactly. Exactly. Uh, today we are playing the last of our little collections of random mini games. Going out with some, games. some bangers. Oh, we're, we're going out on high notes. Uh, the games we're playing today are We Party You and Family Party 30 Great Games Obstacle Arcade. No, you're not having a stroke. That's the name of the game. Two wonderful titles, really. Absolutely. Like uh, I'm uh, Obstacle Arcade fanatic Steve Guntling. Hello, I am 30 wonderful family games, Woody Siskowski. <laughs> already, you get lost. It's like, it, it's kind of like starting on a, like a maze on a placemat, and you're like, yeah, I know where I'm going. And then you get like a quarter of the way through, and you're like, oh crap, I've kind of lost track. That's like what saying the name of the We 30 Great Families is. Ex exactly it's, that. Yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah, because you can kind of put those words in any order, yeah. and it would still be the same. The game's title. secretly a promotion for boys and girls clubs. Like thir <laughs> 30 great families that have benefited from, uh, from social programs here in the community. That's perfect. Uh, we have a special guest here with us today. Uh, the, the original who, party meister. Early, he demands. He demands to be on every mini game collection. Frothing he, at the mouth. He, he sees me on the street and picks me up and shakes me and says, "When are you doing the next mini game collection?" Yeah, this is Dan Reese, and I've been relying <laughs> on that slingshot mechanic since uh, since I started recording with these. It was. Calls. It was, it was a generous one. Uh, and we, we have to say, like, you know, uh, uh, Dan and or Rosie or both are usually uh, here for our party type games. We didn't get you on Mario Party just because of weird scheduling crunch. But we got you in for this one. And this <laughs> and is you're the, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> this marks not to spoil the end of the show, but this marks the first time that Woody has lost one of these. And oh Dan actually gosh. won this. Woody had an unbroken streak of winning every Mario Party game, uh, but Dan, you just took that away, finally. Are you keeping track of who wins all of the games or only the party games? Only the party games. I don't know. For whatever reason, I set the precedent that like these are a competition and I need to track this. But, and uh, not that anyone is tracking, but I imagine that if we were to track all the games that Steve and I played together, the score would be probably 300 to 5 in my favor. You know, so, you know. But I we don't dwell on that fact. We don't the, bring it up constantly or anything like that. There is a margin of error of 5, though. So, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Just, just one, one way or the other we won't say which way i'm bad at video games everybody uh so we're gonna be talking about a couple of these knockoff yeah, uh, these games don't care if you're bad at them they, they really they, don't yeah because you really don't, don't, don't care if you, you live or die you just uh you just wobble the wiimote and uh the game will sort of push you forward canon style absolutely uh, well, before we get into the very rich tapestry that is these two games, uh, what else are you guys playing? What, what real games are you playing right now? Well, I have been catching up on my 30 great family party games at home. Which um, party game are you through? Are you up to number 28 yet? <laughs> yep, number 28. That's the real winner. Mm -hmm. um, 
No, I've been going through some random Steam games because it's always weird when you just look through the Steam catalog and you're like, what the hell do I have here that I have bought because it was 50 cents at some point. And uh, I found a pretty fun one that I've been playing a bit called Strikey Sisters, okay, which is um, kind of an Arkanoid clone uh, breakout oh, um, where you have to, but it's like sort of an RPG story. Like the actual aesthetic of the game is very... Super Nintendo vibes. I like the way it looks, but the uh, voice acting is quite like squeaky girl anime vibe, okay. which I don't like. No. Um, but you just kind of knock, use a sword to knock this ball and destroy um, the environments and kill enemies, and you can collect like fun spells to use. It's a good time killer for when you have nothing else to do. So mm. that's a very tepid recommendation for Strikey Sisters if you, like me, just want things to look exactly that style. <laughs> Strikey Sisters. I like that. How's that? St- how, so strike and with a Y at the end. K-E-Y. K-E-Y. Yeah. Kids strike K-E-Y. Okay. Strikey Sisters. Dan, what are you playing right now? I think every time you ask me that question, I always just answer Europa Universalis 4. So oh, uh, yeah. I have also been playing a lot of Stray. So um, Stray was delight. That is a cat simulator game uh, in the mode of goat simulator or mm-hmm. untitled goose game, except they're taking it seriously and actually modeled it on real cats. And you can just hang out in a sunbeam if you want. And I do. That game made me very happy with how much of it was just like, Doing cat stuff. Also, are you telling me that Goat Simulator is not modeled upon real goats? Goats don't have those elastic tongues that you can attach to rockets? I, uh, I'm sorry, I never actually played Goat Simulator. <laughs> yeah, I can recommend Stray as well. I played through that. Uh, it's, a, it's a very brief game, so I played through it in just a couple of hours, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I've been kind of following a similar pattern of going through, now instead of on Steam, I'm going through... PlayStation's equivalent of Game Pass, basically. They've got some games for download uh, on my PS5, so I've been playing a couple of those. Found a couple of gems, uh, pretty very different. I also, I'll say they're very different games uh, on different ends of the spectrum, but one of them is called Returnal. Returnal is a 3D roguelike uh, set on an alien world where you are reliving your own death over and over and over again. You don't know why. You're on this alien planet that keeps reshifting. So like, so it's not like procedurally generated. You'll recognize rooms, but it's just going to be in a different order every time, like a constantly shifting maze. You have to balance out your resources. There's a lot of cool stuff. Like sometimes you can pick up a parasite that will give you a stat boost to one thing, but it'll take away things on the other. Sometimes items are cursed and you need to do a chore. Before so is this a shooter them. or is it an RPG? It's like a third person action shooter um, with a lot of RPG mechanics, uh, very fast paced, very, very addictive. Once you kind of get into the flow of it, uh, not quite as hard as something like Hades or um, other roguelikes, which I do struggle with, but I've I've kind of come around on roguelikes a lot in the last couple of years, and Returnal is a very very good one. They 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 really have done a good job because some of the early quote unquote earlier roguelikes, which were more popular when like ro- the roguelike reson- reconnaissance yeah. renaissance, that's mm-hmm. the word I want, <laughs> um, like Spelunky and stuff, yeah. were still pretty punishing. And like something like Hades, they figured it out to be like okay. If you just play enough of this game, you will get there. Yeah. Like, at some point, the skill cap doesn't matter. It starts to lock in for you after a little bit. Um, so Returnal's been a lot of fun. I also uh, put on a game on a whim that I thought, all right, this looks stupid and dumb and fun, and uh, it is that, but it's also a lot deeper and a lot more intelligent than I thought. This is a game called Bug Snacks. 
Bug Snacks is from the creators of Octodad. Yeah, (laughs) they do look delicious. Yeah, from the creators of Octodad, so it's got that kind of sense of humor. You play as all of the people in this world are kind of Muppets, and you're trying to hunt bugs that are also snacks. So I believe like, that they're referred to as party fills. Party fills. They do look like a bunch of party fills. I'm sorry, but the plural is parties fill. Oh, parties fill. Excuse me. It's like attorneys general. <laughs> but yeah, bug snacks is, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like a blend between like, there's a little Viva Pinata. There's a little Pokemon Snap. There's a little uh, uh, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. And then... So do you play as a bug snack? Or no, do you... you're collecting bug snacks. Oh, sure. Uh, it's from a first person perspective. You get different tools and everything, and you rock around trying to find different ways to manipulate these animals, which are like, they're animals made of snacks. So, like, there's a firefly made of, like, s'mores, or uh, a big, like, lumbering beast made out of popsicles that'll freeze you. is there a tie-in to the AMPM mascot that's the snack monster? It really looks like that. Like, especially because when the characters in this game eat the bug snacks, you can decide which part of their body will transform into what they just ate. So you can make these weird, like, chimera people. It's, all of this sounds very goofy and light. And then there's, like, a kind of in-depth story mode that's covering some surprisingly heavy topics. Like, there's a character who's really struggling with depression. There's uh, uh, two characters on the verge of a divorce. There are multiple LGBTQ couples who are, like, trying to find ways to voice things for each other. There's a non-binary characters who are, like, struggling with that. It. It really kind of pulled the rug out from under me. So, Bug Snacks. So, uh, Bug Snacks, the game where you encounter uh, bugs composed of snacks. Yes, yes. has some heavy emotional themes. It has some heavy emotional okay. themes. I was not expecting that at all. I've been very, very charmed by this game, and uh, I recommend it. Bug Snacks. B-U-G-S-N-A-X. One word. All lowercase. That sounds like a sort of, um, like extreme youth product from the <laughs> 90s. It's like, hey, kids, you want to gross out some girls? Get a package of bug snacks, bug and it'll snacks. look like you're eating real spiders. These are gnarly. I'm going to turn my hat backwards. What, what, what? You can't eat bug snacks in school. There's always that guy, remember, in the teacher. It's always the, uh, the angry principal who does not want you enjoying <laughs> snacks or no. sunglasses or rap music how can you have any snacks if you haven't had your bugs (laughs) okay all right that's enough bug snacking let's talk about a game that uh i think i'd rather eat bugs i think i'd rather eat bugs than play this game family party 30 great games obstacle arcade it released december 4th 2012 developed by art and published by D3. It's just a dude named Art. It's just a guy <laughs> named Art. Oh, excuse me. It's Art Company LTD. So it's a it's an industry of art. That uh, sounds not suspicious like a shell company at all. Oh, not Art in the least. Company LTD. Yes, yes. We make art. Uh, it's all real. And this is a Wii U exclusive. Lucky us. We're the only ones getting this game out there. So Art Company Limited was a Japanese development company that helped mostly produced handheld game versions of marginally popular TV shows. So if you're a fan of Ed, Ed, Nettie, Inuyasha, or Shaun the Sheep, then they've got games for you, usually on the GBA or the DS. They went under in 2019, and Family Party was their last game, and they certainly went off on a, uh, on a, on a note. They, they went on a note. 
So this game is actually a sequel. Uh, Family Party 30 Great Games was a shovelware title on the Wii. Fam uh, Family Party 29 Great Games. Yes. <laughs> they added one more great game uh, and then 10 more shit games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a shovelware title on the Wii. That would be, that would be kind Wii. of a, a, funny, uh, a funny approach. If this game was called Family Party 30 Great Games and there was 200 games on it, and they're like, we'll leave it up to you to figure out which ones the 30 great <laughs> ones sort are. through it, yeah. 30 That's Great Games and 170 pieces of shit. Yeah, they should have renamed Action 52. Too, to be like, yeah. one okay game. You find it. Uh, but I mean, we, we already covered a game called Game Party U, which was similarly <laughs> born on the Wii, and it's a very generic collection of mini games. That, this like, is my new favorite genre. <laughs> it's just games where you play as like, just kind of Muppety, like, not like off-brand Mies. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. like, name like... Ted and like John Therese. Jaundice, John, Ted and Jaundice, yeah, yeah, and so uh, you know, Game Party, as we covered, was like a weirdly huge success on the Wii and on the Wii U. Uh, it was not so much the case with Family Party, thirty great games on the Wii, but you know what? It's one of those games that like probably cost nothing to make and probably made its money back handily on the Wii because people had an appetite for these things. I have a theory. Okay, that this game. Um, was created by an AI that they sort of fed it several Mario Party games <laughs> to study how party games work, and it just chucked out this game. Oh, it's like those scripts that people do of, like, feeding AI, like, yeah, a bunch of episodes can, of Law & Order. Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. can get a Seinfeld script that almost reads like a Seinfeld <laughs> episode, yeah. Yeah, these almost feel like real games. Like, almost, if you squint your eyes, sometimes they feel like they're almost real games. Uh, as an indication of just how inept this game is, the title isn't even accurate. There are 35 games here. Uh, well, I mean, that is five of accurate. Them are, well, five I guess of them it's dog not, shit. Yeah, it's five not accurate. Not stand for. Pretty debatable if there's. I'll, I think there may be zero great games here. Who knows? We didn't play all 35 because we ran up with an unsuspected obstacle. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love those. We got, a, we got a saga ready for you, listeners. Uh, there really wasn't much information on the development of this game. The only thing I could really find is that uh, Screw Attack named this the worst game of 2013, and Nintendo, official Nintendo magazine of UK called this the worst game on the Wii U. So We're here to verify or de-ver. I was trying to think of a opposite word of verify that rhymed with verify yeah verify verify yeah. yeah yeah we're gonna nullify there we go verify or nullify nah that doesn't work not even a slant rhyme all right so this game can be played with up to four people most p players will only use the wiimotes but uh sometimes you'll be no, asked to play in, one on three and in incorrect most players will not only use the wiimote oh you're right cause because we're bouncing at, at, well and at some point like how you, you the way this game is structured is there's different maps um and it bounces between like a four player mini game and then a 1v3 mini game whoever wins the four player mini game gets to use the Wiimote in the 1v3 which prays out of the way first i think that's a smart setup yeah i i like that um but some of the mini games require you to use a nunchuck mm -hmm. and you have to have a nunchuck in all three of the Wii remotes the game gives you no option to like bypass games involving a nunchuck or like drop a player if you're short a nunchuck. And the game will literally freeze. We were unable to back out of the game when it's like we were four games in and it's like, all right, attach a nunchuck. 
and we you only had two. Yeah. And it's like, uh, so I literally had to restart the game to play a different mode because that mode had we had come across a roadblock. What whatever reason, I've got like six Wii motes right now and only two nunchucks. So that's on me, but still like yeah, there's there was no option to play further once we reached that like threshold, which I think in Fantasy World was like the third game or something like that. We were able to play one game that uh, where one of the players was playing on the game pad and the rest of us were, were had to use the nunchucks. And uh, the nunchuck was entirely superfluous. We did not need to use the nunchucks. We no. could use the D-pad. You absolutely could have no used the D-pad. No need whatsoever. Yeah, I think the, the thought was because you were like jerking the Wiimote up to make your character jump like it was going to be less weird. But I think it's probably... Yeah, no, Easier. my thumb is attached to my hand, so if it moves up, I still can press buttons. You still got it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a completely unnecessary thing that blocked us from getting to all the great games. <laughs> yeah, we only played the uh, extra five. That or the obstacle arcades, honestly. We didn't get to any obstacle <laughs> That's arcades. That's true. Uh, you know, so th- these are... Th- I, I imagine that an obstacle arcade is like... You go and you're like, I'm going to play some golden axe. And then there's like a big uh, like piece of caution tape in front of it. And you're like, you have to duck under the caution tape. And then there's like, okay, now I'm going to play NBA Jam. And there's a bunch of like do not enter signs. You have to jump out like on a trampoline and spring over. And severe tire damage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't back up. Yeah, exactly. Don't back up. You're going to fuck up your heels. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is... Definitely one of the cheapest of the cheapy knockoffs that we've played on it's this. It's pretty delightful console. in its cheapiness. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of hilarious how inept and like half baked it is. I want to talk about the sound design. Let's talk about the sound design. Man, all right. So you remember those keychains that farted? Uh, yes. They had like four or five different inflections of fart, and you could use it to plank, prank your friends. I think that's what did the sound design for this game. So they. Let you choose your own name for your own character. <laughs> and, of course, with the Wii mote, you have to point at the individual letters, and so it takes a long time to do it. But you're pleased because at the end you get to have the name Poobot. Oh, and yeah. then once you start playing, you still have to choose one of the avatars which has one of the pre-recorded names so that the little narrator voice can yell out, Good job, Therese! Oh, no, Good really, job, they, James? really, they say, good job, James. Good job, <laughs> Therese. I think the real the real killer in the sound is uh, they don't let an audio clip finish before the next one starts playing. <laughs> so when you're all moving your Wiimotes to select your character, it makes a sound every time you select a character. So be like, I think you're I think I, I think you're a genius. Yeah, yeah. yes. And uh, that same thing happens in game as well. They'll be like, "Good job, good job, good job, Jaundice." Oh God! Also, it's... to be clear, I don't know if there was a character named Jaundice, but it kind of fit the aesthetic of but this we, game. But we know what your kid's gonna be named. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Jaundice Suskowski. <laughs> the skin tones tripped, were a little off. It trips off the tongue. Actually, I kind of like it. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, th- like so. Yeah. You choose like the most generic looking avatars of all time. It doesn't even let you port in your like monstrous looking Wii creations. You have to use. I think Nintendo was a little too precious. They're like, we're not lending our precious me functionality into this game. Yeah. Like, we would never loan those beloved characters to an inferior product like this. Which is a shame because I've been waiting for the amiibo figure of Carol, uh, and I don't think it's going to come out now. Like I'm starting to wonder. Or the weird like. 
kind of creepy bear that's like the mascot of this game yeah, but we, never we, gets a name. We were baffled by this bear. He just kind of has um, an M on his shirt. Yeah, and, uh, M for bear. And he describes what's going to happen. But again, it's very like kind of like kids. The kids want to go to Chuck E. Cheese, and you're like, uh, well, the Chuck E. Cheese is two towns over, so let's go to like... Fucky ducks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mary and Bears, like, uh, tube extravaganza op- fun- obstacle arcade. <laughs> they only sell paninis. Mary and kids Bears. Like Mary and Bears named, of course, <laughs> after, after Mary, Mary and Bears. <laughs> uh, the Coke loving uh, mayor of DC or DC, uh, that's I DC. Think. Okay. Yeah. I-, I think he got reelected after those videos yeah. came out. <laughs> I'd vote for Good work, DC. <laughs> Sounds like a party guy. Uh, yeah, so the man, all right, what are some of the uh, the games that we played here? There was one, uh, I, well, think, so the, I think the one that lost us all, all right, well, the first game, like, we're like, okay, whatever. Well, it was like the crane game, it was a crane where, game, which they literally describe in the instructions as like pick an item like you were playing the crane game, and you're like, I went to the instructions to learn how to play the game, not for you to compare it to another thing. Yeah, like, it's like, it's like, all right, in this game, you're going to be playing P-Knuckle. In order to do so, play P-Knuckle. Yeah, like, exactly. you're not helping me. I know crane games might be, like, pretty obvious, but, like, you know. But yeah. it's not, yeah, it's not even adept in that, because your character's, like, you are, ha- your character is sort of hanging from the crane, and you get lowered down to pick up these different-sided dice, but they give you no shadow. And no. there's no depth perception, so you're really just doing this totally blind. Yeah, and the goal was to like pick up three dice, and then you roll them, and whoever got the highest roll out of that. So you want to go for the d20s or like the, you know, yeah. Yeah, and so they've got dice there ranging from four-sided through 20-sided. Mm-hmm. And so if, like me, you weren't paying attention during the instructions because <laughs> the people you were playing with were complaining about how unclear the instructions were <laughs> and you were laughing, <laughs> you might not have uh, realized that you should just go for the 20-sided and the 12-sided dice. Yeah, but not that it matters anyway because it was impossible to actually pick, pick a specific dice because it was the depth perception was so bad. It's it's definitely got that, you know, like it, it, it kind of doesn't matter how well you do at the crane game part because then it's all coming down to just chance anyway. Um, well, I think you won that one anyway, Dan, besides you complaining, because then you got to play as the uh, horse riding lady. Oh, God, the horse. Yeah, we yeah, got it. Yeah, I, I can still think it's a terrible game, even if I did well. <laughs> well I mean, that was really God, good. That, that horse riding uh, train track game just went on forever. It was like two minutes long. It was a good two minutes. Like so, for you, you're you're controlling the gamepad in that one, and then the three uh, remaining players are using the Wiimotes. And I quickly realized the secret of this game is you can kind of do anything with the Wiimote, and it's going to count. And this one, it's like you're supposed to jerk the re- remote down to throw a barrel at a galloping horse, which but, animal cruelty. Yeah, you have no uh, aim on this barrel. It's just literally jerk the Wiimote up and down. Yeah. So um, I was just like flipping the the controller. <laughs> around like it doesn't matter there were there were a couple yeah boy if the if nintendo had seen your reckless unsafe behavior with the wiimote they would have been all over you were using that wii strap for its not intended purpose and it was an unprotected wiimote too it didn't have the big lumpy condom on it so uh yeah the, the the recurring themes for all these games were they went on way too long and most of them could be pretty safely completed by just kind of shaking the wiimote blindly yeah, yeah, pretty much. Until you, and then you got ones that required nunchucks and realized you didn't have enough nunchucks. 
I mean, I think the one that kind of broke us collectively was uh, a, a kind of marble maze where we're supposed to be pointing a cursor to make our colored ball move through the world's slowest maze. And you would think the logical way to do this is to like have to tilt your Wiimote like one of those horrible um, wood marble games where sure. you have to avoid it falling in the hole, which we all hate, but yeah, at least yeah. like there's a challenge to it. Yeah, yeah. I love those games. Really? Wow. 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 Do you also love sliding puzzles where there's one open slot and you have to like constantly move the puzzle? How do you feel about cup and ball? I, I guess I hate cup and ball. I don't like the sliding <laughs> puzzles either. Uh, I guess I, I, I probably haven't played one in 20 years. So yeah. in fourth grade, I loved those games. My grandmother would always give me like some variant of that or like, uh, you know, two nails twisted together and you have to like untangle them in some specific way. Like, yeah. <laughs> She really thought I was into this. Um, so that would be the way you would think it would happen. But no, you point the uh, Wiimote at the TV to move the cursor that dictates where your marble is going to go. And there's no sense of like physics or momentum. So you literally just hold it towards the edge of the screen the way the camera is panning. And the and, end result is everyone is just kind of pushed as far to the left as possible. Yeah, most of the time we were behind our life bar for, like, another player. Also, you have a life bar because apparently touching the edges makes your life bar go down. But we were, like, riding those edges the entire time, and we never died. So, I don't know. I think it's pretty uh, generous with that. And it's just you get through about a minute of this, and you're like, oh, this was so boring. Thank goodness we're done. And then you realize there is another lap. Yeah, like, yeah, it just keeps going. That's the thing. All of these are either extremely long or just so brief you don't know what happened. Like, that, that's the balance. There's nothing well, in between. And they're structured really weird. Like, one of them, I had to use the uh, gamepad to kick soccer goals at you guys. And, like, in 15 seconds, it was over. And we're like, whoa, why was that so short? And then they're like, round two. Yeah. But, like, why is it a separate round? Like, I, nothing changed between rounds. No. No, it's just, like, making us reset to confuse us. Yeah. Mission accomplished. I mean, there are a couple of different worlds here. We saw Space World and we saw Fantasy Area. Fantasy Area. Fantasy Again, it's so area. such a knockoff thing. It's like, kids, let's go to um, the carnivals in town. Yeah. It's like, do you want to go to Toon Village or, uh, you know, like Tomorrow Area? You should ride Novelty Fun Coaster. <laughs> Everyone's more, favorite. More evidence of its being procedurally generated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in fantasy area, I remember at one point, uh, the fantasy is that you all go and play an arcade game together. Oh, that's my fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. They Absolutely. don't even have you uh, doing the actual activity. They have you, your avatar standing in front of an arcade machine. Yeah. There's really a lot about this game that honestly just makes me laugh. Like, it, it's a title that just makes me laugh, and I love fantasy area. Fantasy <laughs> like, area. And it has that hilarious thing that you said. Where the um, the audio splicing is not right. No, and there's not much dialogue in this game, but they're like they're like your mini game is this game. Yeah, they, they always cue the They always the cue it up. There's like a break in the audio, like they're going to like drop in uh, another like and sometimes name of a they game. do. They're like congratulations, you're in first place. Teresa. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, literally when they pick a mini game, you're like, this is your mini game. And it's like, what, you couldn't record 30 pieces of dialogue for your 30 grade game? Oh, absolutely. 35. It's it's absolutely like Mr. Black, like <laughs> like classic Simpsons, like just dropping your name in there. And it, it's, uh, yeah, this game is kind of hilariously inept in a lot of ways, like not enough to keep you playing for very long because it's also very boring. But, but it. Yeah, I wish the, like, honestly, like, this game is close for me to, like, 
if this game, if the mini games were half the long mini games were half the amount of time that they were, mm-hmm. this game would get a good bad recommend for a sure. video game, which is a hard thing to come across. It's really hard to pull that off because most of this doesn't have this sort of slog that Mario Party does, where like there's this there's no board game mechanic. No, there's no, no these are like just mini games. you roll dice to get places, which is always so slow, and so you just go from one mini game to the other, which is what I want in a party game. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's really not good, but it is uh, something to behold. It is something to behold at the very least. So I would say, watch a, watch a YouTube video of some of this audio just to get an idea of what it sounds like and what it looks like. Cause, uh, I mean, I, how much do you think this game costs to make? Like, honestly, like we joke about that a lot, but I can't imagine this was like more than $10,000 and, yeah, it, it's got to be it's, it's so got to be cheap. five five digits. Yeah, like, I can't imagine they broke the six digit barrier here. Um, you know what, Steve, you're moving away, mm-hmm. so you maybe have dodged a bullet here. But uh, Dan, you might find yourself playing this game again at some point in the future. Oh no, yeah, is this going into the rotation? It may go into some sort of strange saw like rotation. <laughs> oh, no, Dan's gonna get a, a phone call late at night that says, "Dan, do you want to play a game?" <laughs> Well, you want to th- play 30 great art games, <laughs> Obstacle Arcade? You want to play an Obstacle Arcade? <laughs> well, let's move on to our next uh, wacky party adventure, and that is We Party You. This was released October 25th. Another title that just makes me laugh. I just like, we Party You. I, I, I like the idea that um, it's like a store. Like You, you like come in, and they're like, hey, mm. you've had a hard day. Yeah. But when you come into uh, Mary and Barry's, we party you. Like, you've it's, been, uh, take a break. Stop partying yourself. Yeah. Now we party you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's an Italian uh, cult invitation. It's we party you. We party you. So not to skip again, skip, skip ahead, but no, this please. game, at least a little bit more care was put into making this game. Uh, but the title, I think, probably fits better with the previous game, where these are just three words that you could find in the titles of other Wii games. Yes. You just jumbled them all up in a bingo barrel and pulled out the bingo balls. You, we party you. That's a game. That's it. We're done. We're done. Yeah, it's interesting because this is kind of the same. It's the same kind of game largely as the last one, but this is a Nintendo first party game. So it's going to be the slicker, more professional version, even if it's not any more ambitious. Like, I don't think it's much more ambitious. No, at it all. is. It is. I don't know. There was a lot more here than I thought. Did you ever play um, We Play? Yeah. I think for for the Wii, uh-huh. yeah, which yeah. was literally like just an excuse to sell the Wii Motion Plus, and Pretty they much. like bundled in this game because that game has like four mini games that are all very short. Yeah, and like this game at least this game also comes with a uh, Wii Mote. It does, um, but like this does feel like a fully featured game, and maybe that's just relative. After we played uh, Family Great Thirty Arcade Obstacle Boys, yes, um, Requiem, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I was impressed by the amount of content here. Yeah, there's more going on here. Uh, oh, I, I missed some video. This is uh, released October twenty third, twenty thirteen. Developed by ND Cube, published by Nintendo. Wii U exclusive. We discussed ND Cube. They were the guys who did uh, Mario Party ten and Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. So I mean, they know that, how to do this kind of game. All tracks. 
Uh, this game is a sequel to a 2010 game called Wii Party. Wii Party was a massive, massive hit on that console. It sold more than 10 million copies. It was the 11th best-selling game on the Wii. Oh, for some reason, I thought this was a sequel to Wii Play, but I forgot that Wii Party was its own separate Wii Party game. was its own thing, yeah. Uh, that one, you know, it, again, it was a huge hit, but I think that was one that kind of broke people on uh, these Wii Mini Party collections because it's like, all right, this is this is the same thing that we've seen a dozen times already at this point. And like for Nintendo to be kind of, uh, cheaping out a little bit on this feels like it felt like kind of a bad portent for the direction the company was going. Yeah. They were making a shitload of money off of kind of cheapy knockoff minigame collections like this. What? I'm sorry. I, I understand, <laughs> uh, companies make big decisions all the time and multiple people, make up the companies it's not just one one brain but the, nintendo already had a successful party franchise yeah why after you are um somehow convincing people to play mario party would you try to create a second franchise that yeah doesn't make sense to me that's the thing it's kind of uh I, I imagine this is like a cheaper um, version of Mario Party. Where they don't have like, to pay for the license for the characters they I own. They don't, but like. I mean, like maybe the, it, you probably have to spend more on marketing for a Mario game than you do on a Wii Party oh, U well, game. Mario possibly. markets itself easier. I, yeah. I think that I don't know. I think that this might have been a time where Nintendo kind of smelled uh, fad fad blood in the water and. Uh, kind of capitalized on yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about one of the most successful games on the Wii is just called Carnival Games, and it's just like cheapy shovelware, you know? So I think maybe the opportunity to make maybe a more uh, polished version of, of this kind of thing, give them a little quality control. Well, and maybe, like, and Dan, you're going to snicker when I say this, but uh, they didn't want to dilute the Mario Party brand, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. appreciate you uh, moving the mic back. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they, these are not like first, like face forward Nintendo. It's not like you boot this up and like, there's a big Nintendo logo being like, welcome, I'm Shigeru Miyamoto and welcome to Wii Party U. Right. You know, you would not know this is a first party Nintendo game aside from its heavy emphasis on the Miis. Wii Party, you are the first Wii Party was specifically the first, uh, like Wii, series game that like Miyamoto had nothing to do with okay. like so he even he got tapped out after like Wii Music or whatever that uh, nonsense was um but yeah so that that first game was a huge hit it had 80-ish games uh and they're mostly like Mario Party style there's a, bo- a loose board game attached it moves much faster than Mario Party which is something I think we all appreciated although with that, that kind of went by the wayside yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, well, you know, these games are certainly successful. I don't know that anyone's going to call this like their favorite game or anything. I'm but, going you know, to. No, you're, get, you get are ready. Now. Spoiler alert. Uh, but Wii Party U, it came packaged with both a uh, Wiimote and a new peripheral in heavy air quotes, which is just a plastic stand for your game pad. Basically, it's just like a thin piece of plastic with a hinge in it. And you can set it up to turn your uh, Wii gamepad into a stable surface, which you put on top of another stable surface. In case surface you live already. in a home with no stable surfaces. In case really, you live in a ball pit. You kind of just need like a one-inch piece of cardboard to accomplish the same thing here. But, you know. Does it put it at an angle? I didn't look closely at it. Or could no. you just put it on a deck of cards or something? It just it makes it kind of like a, just like a flat tabletop arcade surface, kind of like an air hockey table, you know? I think that's one of the mini games in there 
Um, but these packins have made this game surprisingly valuable. Most editions are going for about $90 on the eBay, on eBay right now, and even the disc alone will be about $50. So I don't know why this one in particular is uh, rare, because this was a success. This is the 12th best-selling game on the Wii U, just shy of 2 million copies sold. So, like, it sold well, uh, but it has, like, become kind of a collector's item now. Did we miss an opportunity when you cracked into this? Because you had a sealed copy of the game. I had a sealed copy, yeah. We should have done an unboxing video for your oh, Patreon folks. Yeah, people go nuts for those unboxing videos. I never got the appeal. I don't know. I, I, I just kind of, like, shred shit open, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm no, like it, a it, it exists as... I, you know, when I think I can get sucked into them, but when I stop and take a moment and think about what I'm doing, I just get sad. Yeah. I mostly get jealous that they get to peel those little plastic layers off the screens. That's, that's always the most satisfying part. I don't know. It's, it's just, you don't have to understand everything on the internet in order to profit from it. So (laughs) you could, uh, you could unbox the video with your feet while whispering into a microphone. Oh, perfect. That's where the money's at. And I'll do it all from a hot tub while eating spicy chicken wings. <laughs> so I think we nailed it. I think we just, uh, oh, and there needs to be a cat in there. And then we've got it. Then it's internet we, gold. We, uh, Steve breaks the internet. Yes, finally. Uh, all right, so let's talk a little bit about this game. Uh, this is more of a Mario Party structure. It's got a board game uh, attached to it. We chose a highway map, which is, you can't even really call this a board game. You know, if you right, think of like a Mario really Party just a scorekeeping mechanic, kind of, because if you think about Mario Party, it's like a circular route. It's got diverging paths and things like that. There's none of that here. You are going down a uh, zigzaggy highway. You have like 300 something spaces to make it through. Too many spaces. Too many spaces. And uh, every once in a while, you'll land on a, a a tile on the ground that'll either help you or hurt you. Yeah, but you know, similar to Mario Party, you have no control over. Well, with no divergent paths, you have no control over where you're going to land. And so at some point, like, we're like, oh, this is moving pretty fast. And then we just kind of hit this clump of, like, squares that would move you back 20 squares when yeah. you landed, landed on them. And it's just like, why do you keep moving the goalposts on me, game? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I really started to get irritated as this game went on. Yeah, yeah. I do want to say, as a longtime player of Dungeons and Dragons and somebody who buys dice by the pound, okay, I did like that if you're doing well in the game, you, in order to move, you have, what is it, 10 six-sided You can get up, up to 10. And you can shake the hell out of those dice and throw them. It doesn't that change was... the numbers that are going to come <laughs> up at all, but you can really shake that Wiimote. It is a satisfying mechanic, I have to admit. Yeah, and then having, like, just tossing all the dice in the air and not having to worry about cleaning them up. Glorious. It's, it's pretty satisfying. So, like, right from the initial menu, there's a lot of stuff. Like, there's your basic party mode, but that that then divides into like three or four different maps, yeah. which are all pretty significant difference in their design. Like I think some of these are more Mario Party E, where you can choose different directions, mm-hmm. um, or like you have to collect different kinds of gugas. I wouldn't have minded playing more, except after playing Family Ultimate Arcade, and then like the highway mode just felt too long. So by the end, yeah. we, I think we were all kind of ready to be done. Um, but like the structure of the highway mode, like I think again is smart. You basically just play a mini game. Whoever wins the mini game gets to roll ten dice, mm-hmm. and thus probably moves the farthest. Second place gets to roll I don't know six, something like that, and then it was four, and then just two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just play another mini game. So like 
I liked how quickly that all moved, but th- by the end, or just every time you land on a square, something happens where you have to like play a one versus three game, and the winner gets to roll two dice. And I think that this game had a really strong slingshot mechanic. It the, definitely did because at the end, we all kind of ended about ten squares from the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Even though the player in last at one point, you know, was 200 squares back and it was just a lot of leapfrogging. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it just, there's 300 some odd squares that you're progressing along. Uh, the computer controlled player was in last for most of the game, rolling two dice yeah. while Steve and Woody were trading place for first place, rolling 10 dice. And yeah, at the end of the game, we were all quite close to one another. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, and it, it's, it, it, you know, th- there are lots of like little uh, uh, panels on the ground for like, you know, a last place uh, can zip ahead to the end. Yeah. There are little cannons that can sometimes move you up 30 p- places. Towards the end of the map, there were spaces that would make you roll yeah, 10 they're, they're, dice and then that t- sends you backwards. That yeah, much. I literally like got first in a mini game, rolled 10 dice and like moved quite a four, 40 spaces and then hit one of those and moved back like 38 spaces. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that was that was just literally a, three minutes of my life that is just, just lost to the ether of me gone. watching my character run forward and then run backwards <laughs> um, two squares forward. Yeah, um, that was no fun. And then there's like gateways that you have to um and they're quote unquote challenges, right? But and they're, they're not, yeah, yeah, because it's just more roll dice and have random things happen. It's like, okay, you have to roll above this number, or you're gonna roll stoplights, and you have to roll one green among like six dice. And this victory slid out of my hands because yeah. I was uh, at that final gate. I only need to roll thirty five, and I rolled thirty three. Yeah, and uh, then Dan swooped in there. I don't know why you rolled so low. That was your choice. That was your problem. I think that yeah, was your That mistake. was my strategic error. Was Let's roll. run the tape on that. Yeah, yeah you should have rolled more. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Um, what did you guys think of the general quality of the mini games? Like every, every once that we all roll, obviously it culminates in a mini game, and that's how we're going to determine the play order for the next round. I had fun with most of the mini games. I mean, they, they I all no felt like them, yeah. pretty Mario Party. Like they all could have easily been in a Mario Party. My Biggest issue with them was the inconsistent amount of time. Oh, yeah. Like, we played a hammer one where you have to pop other dudes on the head with a hammer to, like, uh, their heads explode in a pile of uh, balloon rubber. Yeah. Um, And that was maybe a two-second game. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it's like, well, this was kind of fun. Like, give us three balloons, Mario Kart style. Yeah, that's one that should have three rounds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And some of... I, I didn't feel like... I don't remember any feeling like they went on way too long. No. 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 I... There was definitely a lot more polish on on this one. I didn't object to any of the mini games, and I think playing that other, I don't, I can't even say the name of the other game. Not not because I hate it, just because it, just it's just because just it's too many words. Game. I really just pick any six words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, because that was so bad, I'm sure it put an extra shine on these games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these definitely feel much more polished and professional, and uh, you just kind of see the difference that you can make between like Nintendo and Art Company Limited, <laughs> uh, and, and just sort of what each one is bringing to the table. Yeah, yeah. no, I have one, no one of these companies these. made Breath of the Wild. One of them didn't. No, <laughs> they made Wild Breath Arcade Option yeah. Jump Happy. <laughs> Thirty great master swords. <laughs> <laughs> There are 30 great swords in that game. Um, And there's just a lot of other weirdo modes here, similar to... I mean, this game reminded me a lot of the WarioWare game. Yeah, yeah. um, Because one of the sort of 
they have a mini game mode where all of them will use the Wii mode, um, and they do a lot of sort of weird asymmetrical stuff where you like um, all take turns drawing a thing, and then like one person gets a different direction, and you have to bluff. It's kind of Jackboxy, kind of in, in a lot of ways. And there was a really weird one where like it tells you what player has to hold what button on which controller and eventually i imagine you get all kind of twisted up it's like a video game equivalent of twister yeah i guess that's what they're going i don't know if it was necessarily fun but like I, i had to give them points for just being different yeah yeah and uh and then there's a whole selection of games where you lay the game pad on your flat surface be it the included little Piece of plastic, or you know, a flat surface. Because let's you live call in it a, the ultra. You stand. live on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and like that had a foosball thing, and like mini baseball, like an air hockey. It's kind of like a yeah. It's it's meant to be sort of like a tabletop arcade, you know. Uh, and that worked fine. I don't want it to go unnoted that Woody just claimed that we live on a flat earth. What? Wow, the truth the truth comes. I have been hiding it so well um, on the internet. That's okay. Nobody, uh, I don't think anyone's criticized for believing in flat earth on the internet, Dan. I don't no, think, I think it will uh, make me a pariah or anything like that. No, no, you're fine. Just it's don't get me, too close to the edges. You'll yeah, fall off. Me and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's a bummer. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I think so. Oh, I don't know. I take that back. Yeah. It's some NBA man. He's so tall, you think he'd be able to see. Maybe <laughs> yeah. that's it. He can just see further than us, and so he can see the edges. Um. I really like this sort of uh, two-player on only the gamepad thing. I think that's really cute. I liked it in uh, WarioWare. Yeah. I, it's kind of wasted on the Wii U in the sense that you still have to play it in your home. Yeah. Because to me, like, that would be the ideal thing on, like, a Switch is you're, like, on some kind on, you're on the train, like, uh, waiting for Pierrot to solve a murder. <laughs> and you, like, bust out your Switch and play some, you know, face-to-face air hockey. Yeah. That's just kind of cute. <laughs> Does that happen to you a lot? Like, do murders happen on trains that you take? Uh, I try yeah. to avoid ones that Kenneth Branagh is on. Oh, sure, yes. yeah. That, that, whenever um, I just do that in general. Whenever yeah. they have the check mark of like Kenneth Branagh <laughs> question mark, I always leave that one blank. <laughs> do you want to sit in the Branagh section I don't, I don't or not? Check it, yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we we talk through the other kind of modes there. I mean, it's it, there's a good amount of content here. I think you know if you're looking for this type of game, I think there's a good amount that you're you're gonna get your money's worth um, out of this. I mean, this is the thing. Is like the Wii, as discussed on this podcast, perhaps the Wii U, not the ideal system to go to if you want to play a bunch of highly polished, um, like games. Just sure. in general, like the the catalog is not totally uh, turned me around on the system. Yeah. But it is definitely a system that does weird, unique things that other systems can't do. Yeah. And so whenever there's a game that really kind of goes for it and has that weird kind of like, all right, Steve, press A button on the gamepad and Dan hold the trigger on this Wiimote at the same time, like, I'm just kind of charmed by it. I'm, I'm with you on to that. To me, like, that's what this system is about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Do we have any final thoughts on Wii U Par Wii Party U before we close out? No, just uh, similar praise. I, I appreciated the the variety and the kind of uh, yeah, innovative, different game designs that they built in. I think that's what you should do in a game that's built on mini games. Yeah. Um, 
and unlike the previous game, they didn't depend too much on the motion control stuff, which is a mechanic I just just don't like. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that they didn't lean too heavily on those. There's always a mystery with motion control where you you're just like, I wonder if I want. Like the game could essentially make up who won, and yeah. you'd be like, okay, like you, you, did I really need to do anything at all? But I don't know. Yeah. That motion control is just always so imprecise. Yeah. No, it really is. Well, let's move on to our rankings. Each week we are ranking the games that we have just played. There are 115 games on this list so far. Uh, what do you want to start us off? Where are you putting these? Sure. Um, two, as Robert Frost once said, <laughs> two party games, um, Diverge in a Wood, and I took the one with fewer obstacles. Um, <laughs> I took the one that didn't go to the arcade obstacle. Um, though I'm actually, look, 30 great obstacles course family is not great. It's, in fact, very bad. Yeah. But I was charmed by its badness, and I appreciated that it kept it moving along, and had we not encountered the roadblock of it randomly requiring us to add nunchucks and not letting us proceed, I would have liked to have played more. Um, I'm putting it at number 102, which is not at the bottom of my list, which wow. is right behind Walking Dead Survival Instinct, um, a game that is not also not good, no. but like, is kind of a real game. Yeah. Um, we play you, um, you know what, maybe I'm feeling generous, hanging out with boys and having a good time. Um, I just kind of like minigame collections on the Wii U, and... I'm I'm gonna wear that proud. I'm gonna wear my flat earth and my love of minigame collection flag <laughs> proud. Um, asterisk, asterisk. He's not really a flat earther. Yeah, okay. Asterisk, asterisk. Okay. Just making sure people don't have a sense of irony in the internet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I'm putting it at number 29. Okay. Which is right behind Nintendo Land, and it's I don't know. It could almost go in front of Nintendo Land. They're comparable. Um, you know what? Actually, I'm putting it at number 28. I'm putting it ahead of Nintendo Land. Oh, because. Okay. Nintendo Land has a little more personality and a little more game built around it. Yeah. Um, whether it kind of celebrates Nintendo in general, but like this game just does a lot of weird stuff, and yeah. like that's fun. And if honestly, if that highway mode ran at two times the speed that it did, I would have given it a straight up thumbs up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, Weirdly, yeah, I, I am also putting uh, Family Party, 30 Great Games, Obstacle Arcade underneath uh, Walking Dead, which uh, is lower for me. That makes it my new 110. So I'm putting that slightly higher than that spate of terrible DreamWorks games that we played that's kind of making up the bottom chunk of, of my list there. Because, so yeah, I think it is bad in a more interesting way than those games are, but it is still pretty laughably terrible. Uh, we party you. Uh, you know, I think this game is fine. Um, I think push comes to shove, I'd probably rather play Mario Party 10. So I'm putting this right below Mario Party 10 at number 37. Uh, splitting up a Mario sandwich between party and tennis. Um, yeah, I think I agree. I think there are a, a couple of moments here. Like this is a very highly polished version of what this kind of genre should be. Uh, it it. It is too lacking in personality outside of Party Phil, which we didn't even mention. He's a big egghead man. Oh, Party uh, Phil. Party Phil. He's a, it's a party every time he shows up, as long as you don't crack his head open and uh, eat his brains. 
which is true of most parties, actually. That's <laughs> usually true. when the party stops. There yeah. was, a, speaking of cracked eggs, there was an egg just in front of your doorway. Is that still out there? Yeah. It Weird. looked like it might have been there for a minute. It's been there like two days. I think I think somebody, uh, the, the, the egg Some, cooked. They're coming back for it. The egg cooked on the sidewalk, which was interesting. But yeah, I don't know why that's there. I don't know why it hasn't been cleaned. This is why I'm leaving. Uh, well, I mean, just to be clear, I think you just answered your own question because I'm sure everyone in this building is thinking that exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a, a very similar thing that happens with dog poop here. People mm. uh, just kind of leave it. Also, you'll be depressed to hear that uh, Austin is the eggs in front of apartment entrance capital of the world. No, why didn't I Google that? Uh, well, we have a couple of letters this week. Uh, oh, wait, what about my ranking? Oh, excuse me. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Where are these ranking? Uh, and since you haven't played many Wii U games, let's say, uh, in overall life experiences. Oh, I was, I was going to go ahead and rank them, you know, first and second. So, uh, uh, yeah, the 30 great obstacle, the 30 great obstacle family fun whatnot game. <laughs> By far the worst game that I've played on the system. Out yes, of, out of the two games that I've played on the Wii U, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm I'm putting uh, whatever it's called Wii Wii Party U <laughs> is my number one game for the Wii U. Oh boy! Okay, you heard all it right, here, folks. Uh, and and to be clear, you've only played the two. Yes, the only two that uh, the two ever. That's Don pretty is, good. Don is Don. Your name is Don now. Yeah, yeah. Dan is nodding. Sorry, it's late. We usually don't go this late. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, this first letter says... It's late and it's hot. <laughs> it is hot. Two. Yeah. Uh, hello, Steve Woody, and I'm going to say no guest this time. Wrong! <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Splatoon is my absolute hands-down favorite Nintendo IP. I main inkling in Smash Ultimate, and I use them in Mario Kart as well, and Splatoon 2 was one of my first games for the Switch. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for 3 to come out later this year. I have two questions for you. Uh -oh. First one is, what is your favorite lesser-known IP? I know Splatoon is pretty popular, but definitely isn't quite top for Nintendo. Second question, a more random one, what is your most hated feature or attribute in video games? This one isn't as common as it used to be, but rubber banding is something I cannot stand. Ooh, timely. I remember it was incredibly prevalent Don't in Mario play Kart Wii 64. Party you. If I'm good at the game, just let me be good. Thanks, as always, for the time and for the great show, and that is from Jordan. Thanks, Thank you, Jordan. Jordan. Uh, all right, so I, I'm assuming uh, Nintendo IP is what they mean, like lesser-known Nintendo no, IP. I don't think so. Or do you so. want to just do yeah, in general? Do whatever. Yeah. Um, Mount Your Friends. Mount, Mount your, your Friends is the great unsung IP, and now that the Mount Your Friends 3D, a good man is hard to, a hard man is good to climb. <laughs> Another all-time great title. Um, it counts as an official IP. Um, I, I also have a, I mean... This game is not good, but I have a weird affinity for Dead to Rights and um, yeah, series, yeah. Even though that game is gross morally and from a play standpoint, yeah. I just find it fun. You know, uh, over at uh, Patreon.com/slash/Ultra64Pod, we cover a lot of IP in d detail, and uh, sometimes you know, pretty much every catalog has its ups and downs. Um, I think one of the most consistent that we've played. Uh, in terms of quality, has been Metroid. So, like, yeah, I don't that's know. That's not an underrated. It's IP. not an underrated. Like, are we? Are we talking underrated? Well, I mean, these lesser known. Oh yeah, I like guess that. lesser known. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. Trust me, if I knew that Metroid was an option, I would not have thrown out Dead to Rights. Fair, like, fair, fair. Well, then I'll toss out another uh, Ultra DD uh, episode that we did. Uh, well, I did. You weren't part of this one, but uh, a boy and his blob. Uh, weirdly. Kind of an underrated little IP of three games, uh, the most recent of which uh, was released on the Wii, and that one's kind of like a little gem of a uh, of an action game, um, or of a puzzle game, rather. 
uh, and it's very cute. It's very well animated. It's got a lot of personality. And uh, the first game is frustrating and bizarre and opaque in what it's doing, but it's doing something very, very unique. So I can appreciate that. So I'll say a boy and it's blob. Uh, the second uh, question is pretty I hate easy. blobs is yeah. my big problem. Yeah. That's I hate nice, having yeah. to feed jelly beans Ugh. to blobs to turn them into shapes. Bullshit. I, it's in so many games nowadays, I wish they'd get rid of it. Oh, man, it's so weird in Call of Duty, like when you're <laughs> t- tossing it to your sergeant on Omaha Beach. I hate games that continually walk you through tutorials in a sort of unskippable way or make you do kind of the same bullshitty mechanics that is i realize is just stolen from robocop and like got put into halo but oh, it's yeah. like all right adjust your sight look up oh, look yeah. down and you're like i know how to move in these games like just i i know that there's in some ways an assumption like every video game is someone's first game but there is a way to design games where you can just start them playing the game and yeah. have mechanics be introduced you don't need to just talk them through everything now, technically, Dan, you're not included in this question because there's no guest here. But you know what? Amendment. Well, I thought. Uh, what, what cool. I'll leave. Here? Woody, you can walk home. <laughs> uh, do you have an answer for these? Uh, what was the first question? It's kind of a uh, what's your favorite? IP? Yeah, lesser lesser known IP. Oh yeah, I somehow I keep <laughs> talking about the Bard's Tale on oh. uh, on the on this pod. Uh, I'm sure in the mid eighties, it was absolutely appropriately rated, but, um, they made three of them and then there was like a 20 year gap and then they made a pretty lousy, uh, follow up that was like sticky and jokey and, um, they had a snark button in that, if I remember. Yeah. It yeah. just, and I, they're working on a newish one or maybe it's come out, but, um, anyway, I, the, the Bard's Tale, that's Bard's Tale. Okay. IP, um, and then, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I complained already even in this episode about motion con- controls. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't. You know what? I've already complained about motion controls. The connect. The connect <sighs> is the the thing that I don't like. I've never used the connect. It's the worst. Yeah. They don't work. And um, I, I don't want to move. If I was going <laughs> to move, I wouldn't be playing video games. <laughs> That's perfectly fair. I think my uh, my annoying video game trope or, or video game function, uh, this came to light when I was playing uh, Horizon, uh, which a game I, I very much enjoyed, but this might just be a me thing. But when I hate it when you open up your menu in a game, like a big action game, and you've got a whole bunch of lore and a whole bunch of like creatures and a whole bunch of things like that, and there's always a little exclamation point next to the item that you've just found. And if you want to get rid of all those little badges, you have to like go hover over all of it. Some games like uh, will have a clear all button or something like that. I think they that. do that on purpose to yeah. like purposely manipulate your OCD so that you have to go and select everything and interact with it all. And it works. And it's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, actually, the, the direction I thought you were going to say there is uh, font size. I've been going nuts. There's some games where like, the, the new God of War, the new quote unquote new yeah. God of War that's four years old at this point, that game had the worst font size of like, like that game, they, they had to patch it to add bigger font sizes and it still was too small. That's like, a thing. I can barely do the RPG mechanics in that game because I'm like, I'm not going to switch armor and ability because I can't tell what any of this other stuff does. I, I, I know that's been like an accessibility thing in most recent games where you can't adjust the subtitle size uh, or the font PlayStation size. PlayStation is a particularly egregious uh, uh, offender. Yeah. Font size. Oh, I still remember playing the original Dead Rising and just not being able to... 
I, I didn't know what I had to do next because on a CRT TV, I could not read the dialogue. And I think that, you know, people make games on computers, so they're sitting right in front of it, but they don't acknowledge, like, people are often playing these on the TV, sitting back farther, and it's just like, look, just make your information clear and big. Like, to me, I am much more, um, like, it's, it's in a uh, sort of investment thing or, like, Crap, I'm totally blank on the word I'm thinking, but like mm. immersion. Immersion. They try okay. to be like, okay, we're going to have less HUD in here so you're more immersed. And like, really, if I'm trying to squint my eyes to see it, then I'm less immersed. Yeah, yeah. Like, Put some shit on my screen. I yeah. don't care. I want to see a little bullet count or something. Uh, but thank you for those questions, Jordan. We have one more letter here. It says, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, longtime listeners. I wish it was the afternoon. <laughs> right, yeah. Longtime listener, second time emailer. I last contacted you uh, right when you were finishing <laughs> Regarding up your winning of a special uh, special prize check, you never <laughs> responded, and so I gave it to charity. Um, I last contacted you right when you were finishing up the N64 library, and I've been enjoying listening to you guys as you go through the Wii U library. I loved Splatoon when it first came out on this console, and I have fond memories of playing it. Two particular memories come to mind. When facing the final boss, DJ Octavio, he calls you a slimy little hipster, and I got a good laugh out of that. I mean, that's what both our business cards say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't get much uh, uh, many calls on that line. Um, the other memory was when online functionality was going on. You could watch other player avatars in the main area sharing artwork they sketched out on their game pads that related to the game. Tons of SpongeBob and Squidward fan art, uh, including someone who drew a great rendition of the pirate from SpongeBob intro saying, are you ready, squids? That's cute. pretty cute. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's nice integration of kind because, you know, that's something we have unfortunately never gotten to really experience with the Wii U is like they had this plaza functionality where people would draw. I mean, let's be real. People would draw penises. Sure. Um, but I, I want to draw one. And, I want to see and, it. You know, send messages to each other. And it's cool that that was kind of integrated directly into Splatoon. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, thank you for being a source of entertainment as I finished up grad school and am now practicing medicine. Ooh, it helped congratulations. Me get, it helped me get through a couple of rough patches. Uh, Practice you, makes perfect. <laughs> will you do another console library after this one, even after you move? I think the GameCube library would be a great long-term goal. Thanks a lot. And as Callie and Marie would say, stay fresh. That is from Dr. Josh, the veterinary gamer. Ooh, so, oh, is he a veterinary doctor? He's a veterinary uh, doctor. Do you think he works on squids? I think he probably works on squids. <laughs> Maybe squids don't come in too much. I but. think he works on that show Squid Game. Uh, he gets them ready for the game. Ooh, yeah. that's not as good. It's not as good. It's not as good. But thank you, Josh. Thank you for writing in. No, we're probably not going to continue with uh, the another game library just because it's going to be difficult with so much distance. And yeah, To me, the experience is less... I, I like coming over here and actually like playing the game. Like, yeah. If we had played these games on our own, like it just would have felt sad exactly. to just do this in our own home and then talk about it over a computer. Yeah, like, I like I like coming here and talking about it in person. And if that's not going to be an option, um, I'm less interested. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to continue podcasting. I'm gonna uh, I've got some ideas for other things, so I'm probably going to keep doing that. Woody will definitely be a guest on podcasts <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Thirty great. It's going to be called Thirty Great Podcasts. <laughs> Steve Obstacle Arcade, and uh, every episode is a, one of the different mini games from that. From that until we uh, get to the one that needs the nunchucks, and then uh, podcast <laughs> over. Podcast yeah, over. can't do it anymore. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much to Dan for being here and for suffering through another uh, collection of crap with us. We we appreciate your patience uh, as we play through some of these. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. Uh, next, I mean, not to under Dan. Just so you know, we just really wanted you on the podcast, but we still had the chance, and this this is just the way the dice fell. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All, all ten dice, all at once. All ten. Yeah. But you had fun shaking them up, at least. Yeah. I did. Yeah. It, I I don't know. I had fun, uh, and uh, thanks for having me. I'm I'm happy to be able to to record one more time with you all. Well, we were we we're very happy to have you. Uh, next week, we are continuing our, our little uh, push to get some multiplayer-focused games out of the way before I leave town. And so we are covering the Just Dance series. So we are finally going to like- Just Dance. We're playing nine <laughs> Just Dance games in one episode. It's a Just Dance marathon. It is, it is uh, going to be They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Except we're playing Just Dance. Is this on like a, like a mat like they had on the NES? No, the- this is like pose-based. So you hold a Wiimote and you like strike a pose that, uh, that shows up on the screen. Uh, I've never played these, so that's my understanding of them. Um, really, it, it's just a disc switching simulator at this point. That's no, kind of what nine, it is. Like we can save. Like that's a lot of games to cover, but these are nine identical games. Yeah. Uh, I guess much, we get to play. We, we each get to play one song. One. It's one song per game, and then on to the next one. I'm content with that setup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's kind of similar to Skylanders. We can sort of just consider this one game yeah. and uh, figure it out from there. But maybe we're wrong. Maybe they're wildly different. One of them's a uh, tactical rpg i don't know (laughs) uh so we'll see how that one goes so tune in next week for nine just dance games that's right we are going to be just dancing the night away so uh see you later party people yeah you won't hear us podcast at all that episode will just be the sounds of our soft shoe yes just dance bye everybody we party ultimate family arcade extravaganza 30 (laughs) nailed it See the Hollywood sign, this is all so crazy Everybody seems so famous My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kind of homesick Too much pressure and I'm nervous Cause when the taxi man turned on the radio And a Jay-Z song was on And a Jay-Z song was on And a Jay-Z song was on So I put my hands up to play my song The butterflies fly away Nodding my head like yeah Everybody's looking